So, all right. I'm going to pray. I'm going to go in a different direction that we did this morning. Holy Spirit, thank you. Thank you for what you're doing. I just thank you for the spirit of praise. I thank you. This is a year of visitation. I thank you. You, you are the Lord, our rock, who trains our hands for war, our fingers for battle. You train. You train us for war and our fingers for battle. We thank you, Lord. You're the one that trains us. And as we push into you, Lord, I just thank you that you meet us and instruct us in the way we should go. So, Lord, we just thank you for today. I thank you for your anointing. I thank you for your grace. I thank you, Lord, for for visitation this year. Holy Spirit, help them in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Brilliant. Okay. Now, um, I will touch some things that I mentioned this morning because I do believe it's the word of the Lord. But this afternoon, I, I, I like to change it up. And this is very important. This is something that's in the atmosphere. Um, and I remember, so I came to Christ when I was 18. So back then, they hadn't even invented fax machines, I don't think. I'm not sure. So I was, I, I was watching a movie the other day with my kids. And, and they had an old phone that you actually dial around like that. And I said, I, I remember those. And they're like, you know, and none of this wireless business. And, uh, but I came to Christ when I was 18. And a woman led me to the Lord. She was actually a prophet, my next door neighbor, actually. And she discipled me for a couple of years. Now, this is, it was, it was an aha moment. And she just came out of the blue because I was getting touched in the glory. And the Lord was really speaking to me. And I went to Bible college. But just before that happened, he said to me, and I was just like, I was just a, a normal Aussie 18-year-old guy. I was a, the, the sportsman. Um, I'm a very social person. Um, and then, then all of a sudden, like, I get encountered by God, and I got violently translated into, out of darkness into light. So I'm sort of like, still a bit sort of like, almost punch drunk in the glory. She said this statement, she goes, Todd, the devil hates you. My first thing was, what have I ever done to him? Because I brought it into my, my narrow bandwidth of personal human experience. What have I ever done to him? And that was my first, um, no, I wouldn't say recollection, that's not the word. That was my first when the penny dropped that I am part of something greater than me that's invisible and cosmic and real. It's not about just how I feel. I realize that I am in a holy war. And so are you. And we don't want to be. <laughs> we don't want to be. We just want to feel good. We want to be blessed. The fact is this, is that we are in a holy war. And I've had encounters where the Lord's shown me who I am in the spirit. And I like, for me, I like, I'm a good time guy. I like having a good time. I really do. There is a time and a place, okay? You know, when it's someone's birthday party and, you know, 40th or 50th, you don't all of a sudden, I feel the Lord to do Bible study and stay at home tonight, you know. And then there's a time of season of fasting and discipline. And all of a sudden, like, hey, hang, let's go out and celebrate. Like, like you, you've got to be in, 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 in step with, the, with the, the pulses and the movements of the Spirit. And so I remember that really, really, that really hit me. Now, just want to make a statement of fact. Whether you realize it or not, or like it or not, war has been declared on you. Just, just letting you know. <laughs> it really, really has. Australians don't want to know about it. They don't want to know about it. 
but war has been declared. So, so I have to conduct myself with that, the knowledge of that. And we're talking, we're talking a war where the opposition doesn't play fair. Right now, just let me just, without, without, before people get, feel too sorry for themselves, you're probably in the 1% of privileged people in the world. We're in Australia, we're in an island. War's not real to us, okay? I remember, again, this dates me, obviously, but I remember my first recollection of colour television would have been 19, I know, colour television, well, I talked about dial-up phones before. It might, you know, I was saying, I watched a movie with the kids, and I go, I remember those, and look, you know, uh, and I remember, I remember seeing my first colour television at my auntie's house, because we didn't have colour television, that was a luxury, and I remember seeing the end of the Vietnam War, okay, the fall of Saigon. I remember seeing a lot of vivid grins going, wow, this is supernatural, you know? And so, so we haven't really grown up in war. The Cold War really didn't affect Australia. But, and then what happens is that you've, I, I was a, a Christian in the, um, in the late 80s, the early 90s, early noughties, and, and I'm thinking, oh, you know, this is like I'm going to live out my days, and, and then, poof, 20, well, no, 2019, Noah, hello, and then 2020, everything changed. And I didn't get a say. Neither did you. <laughs> and you're in a war. And, and, and you go, but well, I'm, not, I'm not, you know, my, my wife, she heard the declaration, but I'm, I'm, a, I'm a woman of peace. I'm a woman of peace. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Let's have this conversation in, down the track. And so I've had to arm my mind with this, that this is a war that's waged on every generation. And the things that are happening in the world right now, especially to kids, is hell on earth. I just, I can't remember, uh, I think it's America. I can look at my phone, I won't waste time. It's a, in a, no, it's Scotland. In Scotland, a four-year-old at, at kindergarten can engage with teachers and start undergoing uh, 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 gender reassignment at four without her parents needing to know or their parents needing to know. There in, in Scotland, age of four, there's a war being waged. And this is why, this is why there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a footnote. You've got all these lists of all these things, all the terrible things, you know, fornicators and idolaters and witchcraft, blah, 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 multiple lists. But then there's a footnote and it says cowards. And cowards are ones that choose to not engage with what is. You know, at the moment, like I said, Jackie Ford messaged me yesterday, and so she, you know, they saw a bunch of people get saved in Gippsland. Then she did a public meeting in front of this one of the Sydney town halls, and not maybe I think I don't know, fifty people come to the Lord. Like, like, like these evangelists have got it. They've understand it. They understand we're in a war. They understand we're in a war, and kudos to the soul winners, those who win souls are wise. But a lot of the body, they don't want to know about it. And what I want to do is I want to uh, 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 um, synthesize what God is saying to us this year and with this theme, because it's very, very important. Because, I, because you can't just, you've got to engage it in the right way. People like uh, um, 
You know, they, they, they've got that personality, you know, where they, they're into war. I'm not into war. But in, when in the Holy Ghost, I can't avoid it. I can't avoid it. So, you, so it's not like all of a sudden you become like, uh, uh, um, I enjoyed sport, so that is an element of warfare. But I don't have that personality where I've sort of got to be perpetually angry and determined. Okay? There's a man of war. You'll burn out. You need to know how to go about this and what God says about it. But I do know this, is that this is a war that's waged on humanity. And, and it's quite clear what's coming down the pipeline. I just don't know who knows what and who's a useful idiot. Useful idiot is a, is, a, is, a, is a communist term for people being used by powers above them. They're not even aware that they're being used for powers of darkness. There's a lot of them. I don't know what politician knows what, but I know there's stuff going down. Okay? I, when we have a change to our constitution coming up in October and no detail, I smell fecal matter. I do. I do. And what you have is that there's so many things taking place and we've got a people who do not want war, they will become prisoners of war. When we don't acknowledge that this is a reality, and that's what I was of 18, the devil really hates you, Todd. I'm like, what have I done to him? Because I was looking at it from, from a carnal perspective. And so this is something that we're going to engage and develop a theme. But I'm not going to get put the scripture up yet. We'll put it up later. But this year is about awakening through rejoicing. And God dwells in the praises of his people. And we need to meet him where he is. He's not going to come down here, revival. The Lord says, come up here now. Okay? And so this theme I want to develop around war today, and then I want to, I want to graft it in with what was said this morning. It's very important. Because I know, like for me, is that I want my whole family to come to Christ. All the people I know. That's a war. That's a war. You get people sort of like you witness to them for years. And then you have a bad day. They notice the bad days. And you call yourself a Christian. You know, they notice those days because it's a war. It's not fair. Okay? I saw, well, no, I, I, that was a, that's a segue I won't go into. But so we're in a holy war and war's been declared upon us. So we need to know primary modus operandi of engaging without becoming exhausted. I had a great break this year. I did a lot of fasting leading up to uh, Christmas, so you were seeing a lot less of me. I had done a little bit of fasting this year and about to go into a, a very strong season of that. Had a great break, feel energized. The year before, I'd read the news, I'd read legacy mainstream media and go, owned. Propaganda, rubbish, omitting reality. The things happening right now in America are insane. They've just had this flipping Chinese spy balloon. Who's heard of that? I mean, as if, come on. We're just going to let it go over our nuclear installations, and then when it goes over the ocean, we'll shoot it down. Look, it's not real. There is such a smoke and mirrors taking place. But we don't have to have our head in every detail. Well, this, time, this time last year, I was coming out of exhaustion, fatigue, of rage, right? And this is a thing. This is a thing because for me, my values are truth, okay? And, and listening to commentators and politicians and the, and the mainstream narrative, I literally, this is a thing, it might even get into the diction, I don't know, I got BS fatigue. 
you know, as if the moral authority on anything, and I haven't watched these guys for years, Koshi and, and Stefanovic, you know, sort of like, oh, they said that, really? And so, so we're seeing things change so drastically. We're seeing global technocratic uh, communism. And so rather than get fatigued and you're sort of like, we just all of a sudden we lose our, 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 our joy. And we're sort of like, we're in war now. Sort of like, gosh, you've been a bit grumpy. Like, we're in a war. You know, like, like, like come on. After a while, you'll have no friends, okay? So what we need to do is that we need wisdom around this. So, uh, <laughs> but most of the church, they don't realize war's been declared on them. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. It's sort of like, fine, fine. So let's do Psalm 106, verse 47. Save us, O Lord, our God, and gather us from among the Gentiles to give thanks to your holy name, to triumph in your praise. To triumph in your praise. Now, I've got to, yeah. And so this morning was quite, there was, it's quite hectic because there's some themes that Maddie had that I, I got very, very similar, similar songs, similar concepts, precepts, and and. and uh, uh, and truth, and so this is something that's been in my spirit for a number of days, and I'm just bringing it for this is a sneak preview, but it says, "Save us, O Lord, gather us from among the Gentiles to give thanks to your holy name, to triumph in your praise." Now, this is important because to triumph is connected to war; it's it's a military term, and so it has tr- to triumph in your praise. Praise is connected to war. And where we have to make the distinguish is this. Jesus has completely won. He took the sins of the world upon himself, went into the grave. Then he rose from the dead, appeared to the disciples, right? As many as 500 at once, according to 1 Corinthians. And then he ascended to heaven and he poured out his blood as that sacrificial offering before the Lord to declare our innocence. So he took our sin, we took his purity. He took our sin, we took his righteousness. He was a free gift. We receive it by faith. And then what happened, not only did he do that, but he poured out his spirit. Pentecost, super significant, okay? Super significant. And then he's now our high priest, according to the order of Melchizedek, and um, making intercession for us. Now, so Jesus has won. He has won. This is a really, this is a spiritually discerned statement because there's a lot of things God declares as fact that a lot of people see as doctrine. Even worse, a lot of people see as, huh? They're not even sure because they're caught up in carnality, which is the five senses. So your world is, your world is, I feel good today, so everything's good. I feel bad today, so everything's bad. That's like a wave tossed to and fro. So, Jesus has won the victory. Not only that, it actually says in Corinthians, he humiliated principalities and powers. That's what it says. Jesus humiliated them. He made an open spectacle. Even one day in eternity, we're going to, uh, 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 um, that's an oxymoron, but we're going to look down, it says in Isaiah, it says, is this the one that weaken the nations? And he will be subject to shame and everlasting contempt. We're talking the enemy, talking about Satan. So, so the victory has been completely won. And you go, well, where is it? Look what's happening. You know, 
Wouldn't it be interesting if what's happening in the world was, was connected to whether the church believed and obeyed God or not? Wouldn't it be interesting? That'd be really interesting. Interesting. I'm not just saying pure cause and effect, but triumph is celebrating the victory. Triumph isn't the victory. Triumph is celebrating the victory. So it says to triumph in your praise. And, and so, so I'll give you another a spiritually discerned statement. Jesus says, don't say four months till harvest. For I say to lift up your eyes for the harvest is ready now. That's what you're going, well, hang on. I well, I'm still going to go to work. Nothing much has changed. I'm at uni. I've got my mates. And uh, well, In the realm of the spirit, there's perpetual harvest. And that is a spiritually discerned statement. But if you're carnal, you're going, Everything's just the same. Nothing's changed. I'm not seeing pe- God says the opposite. So the Bible declares clearly the Spirit of God is to convince us of, of sin, right? Of judgment, amongst many other things. This war is real. The victory has been won. And now praise is the way we not only enter into the victory, we reinforce the victory by celebrating the victory to triumph in your praise. Now, the biggest problem we have is we've never, ever seen a war here. And so that disassociation, smugness, entitlement, or even apathy is like, oh, oh, we're in a war, okay, all right. And it's like right now, it's happening very, very quickly, very quickly, very quickly. We've got a Biosecurity Act coming, Emergency Biosecurity Act, which has been presented by the Labor Party uh, in a few weeks' time. That will give the right for them to declare emergency and say, oh, we've got to get rid of all the chickens. We've got to get rid of all the cattle. This is is the powers. They've got this in, in, in Victoria already. Are you awake yet? Food shortages really happening. Engineered because of darkness. So, so rather than just go, all of a sudden, sort of like, that mean, you're saying I'm going to be hungry? <laughs> now I'm mad. All right, so, you know, let alone eternity and, you know, and, you know people going to hell and whatnot. So, <laughs> sort of like, no, oh, you know, it happens. Um, now I'm angry. But they go, they, 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 the two things you'll, they'll go after more than anything, red meat and eggs. The most potent form of protein that we can have. You've got this food pyramid that was set up. We've got to eat carbohydrates, complex carbohydrates, you know, for decades. And no wonder, you go to America, there's small, medium, large, and elephant. I walk through. Seriously. Can you see the... <laughs> I've got to tell you this. I was staying in Florida, and a door into the bathroom was this wide. I'm going, what the heck are they expecting to come through here? <laughs> Carbohydrates, GMOs. <laughs> it's just, and, and we, we, we haven't even got started here in Australia. We haven't even got, 
<laughs> and so this stuff, there's a war taking place. But the Lord says this, you have to spiritually discern. He says, God dwells in the praises of his people. Now you have to see that, that when you engage the Lord, you're reinforcing the victory. You're celebrating the victory. And it goes, this theme is even further developed when we see it coming from Paul. Let's do 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 14 and 15. Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses. This is the, yeah, I'm reading this now. Before we go to the, the next verse in this, you'll see the context, okay? Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. For we are to God the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. So so we actually, when you spiritually discern, there is a war that Jesus has already won. Oh, but my five senses aren't aware of it. No, that's why you have the God living on the inside of you and you're connected to the realm of the Spirit. Now, you don't have to be discerning anymore to go, well, there's a war going on. Again, what's the war being waged on children? The war being waged on women. The fact now that someone can identify as a woman. You've got males going to female prisons because they identify as a woman in the UK. You've got, you've got, you've got, you've got young women who are vulnerable age in their teen years and they're allowing grown men at sports clubs to go into those change rooms and change with them. When are we going to get, when are we going to Start going, this is enough. Now, we can't do it in our own strength, but you, just, you start to see this stuff. It is satanic. They literally, outside of, that just been released, there is an, an, a, 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 an abortion clinic in America that now, rather than just have infanticide, they are now going to actually have satanic statues where they turn it into a ritual. It's happening. This is really happening. Really happening. Meanwhile, most of the population, bread and circuses, entertainment, Netflix, Stan, whatever else, you know. I, I, was, I watched a tennis the other night because I like I Djokovic. But it's like, I was just shocked at the ads that came on the free-to-air. I'm like, what, what is this? You got this. I mean, I, had, I remember it was on a few years ago because I watched, you know, Married at First Sight. You know, oh my gosh. It's just, just Jesus, take the wheel. You can feel frequency drop through the floor just quoting it. It's, it's that rank, okay, that rank, it really, really is. So, so, so what you have is this war taking place, Jesus has already won, but we have to, we're called to celebrate it. Now, triumph means something very, very different in Paul's context. This is really important, is that triumph not only means to, to, to celebrate the victory, but triumph meant in Roman times. Once the Roman generals and the Roman armies defeated the enemy, then what they would do, they would then come in on a procession into Rome itself. There'd be enormous crowds. There would be the generals out the front and their horses. There would be the victorious soldiers and pulled behind would be the defeated enemy, especially the ones who were the opposing generals. They would quite often be in chains or cages and naked. And that was called a triumph. Literally, the triumph was to show and celebrate the victory. Not only that, is that they would burn incense. So people could actually, they go, 
oh, there's a triumph going on. I'll go outside and celebrate. Mass crowds. You, thought, you talk about the end of World War II and ticker tape parades. This was a normal part of Roman culture. And Paul, Paul says God always leads us in triumph. In Psalm 106 that we went to before, he says, to triumph in your praise. To triumph in your praise. Praise is insanely powerful. This is why this year, if you can put up Psalm 22.3, please. This year it says, but you are enthroned on the praises of Israel, the praises of God's people. Our fathers trusted in you, they trusted and you delivered them. So what happens is that with, with, with praise, we celebrate the victory of Jesus. So we're singing, dig, dig, uh, 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 I'm in a river. And that we go, go, oh great, all right, so we're singing songs and we feel good. No, we need the river because there's a spirit of death over the earth. And we need the river. I mean, I'm just telling you now, for those who haven't heard this before, we prayed, our, our, our prayer team, our eldership, we prayed at the beginning of 2020. Revelation 13 says, Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast. And it's the number of man, which is 666. So we go, that's an invitation. This is on record. This is, this is, this is two, three years old. Two, three years old. Uh, and, my, uh, and, and we're praying like this. And we're, well, God, show us what the mark of the beast is. I mean, come on. You read it and go, let's do this. Okay, a lot of people go, can we really pray into things in the Bible? It's an invitation. So we pray, say, Lord, show us what the mark of the beast is. So my wife, she, like, we're in the, we're in the, and we're praying, and she goes, I've got something really weird. We're like, what? And she told me, I said, yeah, you're right. Okay, next thing. No, no. She heard Alibaba and the 40 Thieves. We're like, oh, what's that got to do with anything? And we're trying to, you know, apply that sort of like, you know, what has Alibaba, you know, maybe is there flying carpets involved? Uh, you know, uh, scimitars, blah, 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 blah. blah. And we, we couldn't place it. So we asked for what the mark of the beast was. Right now, I believe the mark of the beast is multifaceted because literally it talks about the forehead and the right hand. And that talks about ownership. Because in Deuteronomy 6, it says, The Lord your God, the Lord is one, you'll love him with your heart, soul, and strength. And you shall put it on your right hand and you shall put it on your forehead. And it actually says in Revelation that his names will be written. We'll see him face to face, okay? It's multifaceted, but there is a facet. Okay, I don't believe the vaccination was a mark of the beast. That's my personal opinion. So she hears Alibaba. A few weeks later, someone who was not in that meeting, one of my intercessors, she goes, I had this weird thing. I was waking up and I heard the word Alibaba. I went, Alo, here we go, by the mouth of two or three witnesses. So we start praying about it and doing our research. Alibaba is the telco that powers up China's social credit system. You can't, man, this is 2020. 2020, and you're going, right. And so already I've got a mate who sent me something on Instagram. He's just flown from interstate, and they're already starting to keep score of his, his carbon. And you, wait, wait, this is really happening. The point is, is we have to triumph in praise. This is where we meet the Lord. If we take it on in our own strength, I was just saying to Rachel, I mean this, I don't feel fear. I've, 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 this, this, is, this is really ends well. Okay? If you said yes to Jesus, it ends really well. Like, really, really well. Like, a lot. <laughs> really good. Heaps good. And so, 
so what I don't feel fear, but I feel so many things coming from so many different fronts. You can feel that this year. Darkness has rattled people's cage. So the Lord's, for the first time ever, and I'll talk about this in a moment before we get the band back up, but basically is this, is this year I want you to open up the sanctuary Monday, Tuesday's a service, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, for people to engage in praising God. We've never done that before because God dwells in the praises of his people. So you, 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 there's a holy war being declared on you and closing your ears and going, la, 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 the only way that's applicable is if you put it in one ear and you're trying to hear yourself because you're harmonizing. Okay? But that whole disassociating, hear no evil, see no evil, whatever. But you can't get, let that fill your vision, although it is happening. We actually have to fill our vision with the Lord. He dwells in the praises of his people. Can someone say amen? Amen. What are we closing a funeral here? All right, so can someone say amen? There we go. A little bit of life. All right. Someone stop me. Okay, here we go. So praise is more than singing. It reinforces the victory. It really does. It reinforces the victory. So this is why it's a, it's a warfare. There's a warfare element. And, you know, uh, uh, we're confessing, you know, deep wells and the, uh, 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 we're in the river. And that's completely biblical. We've got to be careful we don't sing unbelief. We've got to sing about the blood. We've got to sing have the name of Jesus. We've got to talk about script, sing, the, sing verses. They're powerful. We're just chatting. All the way home, my kids were horrified. We went to, we went to Munta. All the way home, me and Rachel played hymns. <laughs> Crown him with many crowns, the lamb upon the throne. And went like this. And they were like, ah, like this. <laughs> and then sort of like once the eyes finished rolling and the earphones went on and me and Rachel just started singing along, how great thou art. And... And so, just total nostalgic nerd spirit. And so, so but, but we, I'll tell you what, we're probably going to have to start writing more songs because if some song's heavy on emotion and it lacks teeth, if it lacks the blood of Jesus, if it lacks the name of Jesus, if it lacks scripture, probably a lot of good intents. And don't get me wrong, God anoints spiritual songs for seasons, right? But anything with, with word in it is timeless, you know, Jack Hayford went into glory recently. He was in his late 80s. One of his, one of his lasting legacies was his worship songs. And he wrote that song, Majesty, worship his majesty. And you sort of like, you can't help but just engage with that sort of stuff. You, you, you're singing so many superlatives crammed into verses aligned with scriptural realities. So, so, so we've got to learn to meet God in our praises. That's where he dwells. God dwells in his praises. Can you wait on God and just invoke Him through your will? Maybe. If you wait on the Lord and you focus on Him, there was, I maybe be, uh, um, T.L. Osborne. Oh, I've got to learn, I've got to hear from God. He went up in an attic for three days, fasted and waited on God for three days. So waiting on God works. We need to wait on God. But if this year, if you want turbo, learn to be perfected in praise. It's turbo. It's turbo. Sometimes after praise, you might go into worship. Sometimes after praise, you might wait. Sometimes after praise, you'll keep praising. Sometimes after praise, you'll find yourself in a heavenly place and God says, start decreeing salvation over your family. Start decreeing that you're delivered from debt. Like, 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 but we have to actually go there. This is a huge thing. 
and especially right now, um, it's going to be interesting. March is going to be interesting with the fringe and stuff. You see the filthy stuff that happens at the fringe. The garden of unearthly delights. I'll say it is. Okay. And so, and, and a, lot of the, a lot of this stuff is, 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 it is hectic. I don't have to go into it. Um, it's like discussing how to pump a septic tank. All right, so it's true. It's very true. Now, so dwelling, it says God dwells in the praise of his people. It means for him to inhabit and sit down and take residence. So God takes residence there. We're going to, I'm going to clip this off in 15 minutes So, because I want to get the band up. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, what are we going to leave out? What are we going to put in? Help me. All right. Okay. So, last week, uh, we talked about, I heard the Holy Spirit say, one of, okay, I think it was an angel. I'm being honest. I'm I'm being completely frank, all right? Even though it's not my name. Um, so, so I identify as Frank right now. And so I, <laughs> I do. I do. Uh, and I heard this. I heard this because it was talking. The Spirit of God always wants you to make you aware of you, how connected you are. So you're already connected in the beloved. You're connected in God. So, so the Spirit of God wants you to feel connected. And he said, darkness always wants to make you feel separated. When I praise God, not every time. When I praise God, like I've built, I've built a well in here, okay? And I praise God and I start to hear stuff and feel stuff. Did you know, so, so, so there's 8 billion people on the planet. There are some people who meet in Davos who want a lot less, okay? But there's 8 billion did you know when you start to praise the Lord, you, you synchronize into a frequency and a heavenly dimension called the kingdom of God where the people there, the angels, beings, creatures, are way more than the 8 billion people on this planet. You start praising God. The amount of times people go, come to worship, I can hear angels. Of course you can because they're, they, they're singing. And you sink in. Do you know what? You start to feel connected. You're never alone. Jesus says, I'll never leave you or forsake you. Okay? You're never alone. So he wants you to feel connected. Not because it's a construct, because you are. Hell. Let's talk about hell for a second. Must we? Yes. So many people have visited hell now because of the, 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 the technology of, of, of the paddles, you know, and different things. Or they have a vision and go back, come back. I've had the, 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 the privilege. Who's heard of Mary Kay Baxter? Yeah. So Mary Kay Baxter, I chatted with her on the phone. And uh, <coughs> probably about a year before she passed, she prayed for me over the phone. Real impartation. But she'd go down there and you've got people in hell, multitudes, different parts of hell. And this is, we're not even talking lack of fire yet. And basically, she, everyone feels alone. But you could be really near someone. Loneliness and separation is dimensional. Connectedness is dimensional. Does it not say in Psalm 91 that a thousand may fall at your side, five thousand at your right side, yet it will not come near you? That's dimensional. It's not like you can move away from it. And where we're going now, we are in a war that is dimensional. But it's manifesting in all sorts of crazy legislation. 
We are now in a place where non-government organisations, because of the trillions of dollars involved, own the world and our governments are subservient to them and they pretend like there's a democracy. Let's be honest. You've got councils making decisions that ratepayers say, hell no. It's literally happening. Outside of modern democracy, or maybe even America, most nations were run by tyrants and rulers. And we like go, yeah, everything's got to be the same. Let me, oh, no, I'm not really there. We don't get there. All right. So, okay. And, and so, so what happens when you worship, you're connecting to the Lord and you encounter things that, that are real. This is, so, this is so amazing. But we have to become perfected in praise. Psalm 8.2 says that out of, out of the infant's mouth of infants and nursing babes, you've ordained strength. And Jesus paraphrased it, and he can do what he wants because he is the word. In Matthew 21, 16, he said, have you not read where it says, out of infants and nursing babes, you've perfected praise? So God this year wants to perfect praise in us. He wants us, and, and, and so Psalm 91 says, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And the first Payoff is protection. If you dwell there, so, so God dwells, the word is yorshab, yorshab, and it means to, to, to marry, to sit down, to settle, to stay. So God, yorshab, he, he, he settles and he stays in our praise. But then it says, he who, yorshab, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty, and I'll say to the Lord, he is my refuge, my fortress, my God in whom I'll trust. So this year, God wants us to perfect praise and decree that he is our deliverer, he is our healer, he is our provider, he is our helper, the Holy Spirit's our helper, and this is what he's calling us into. And so I know this year we're going to see an awakening, firstly in our church, I mean, not exclusively, please, I'm not saying just us, you know, Lord, you know, wear it, I'm not saying that, but we can't export what doesn't work here. I've been doing this for a number of weeks. I, I, like since this year, there's hardly a moment my kids don't come downstairs and there's not like worship pads playing. And I'll tell you what, I am encountering God. My faith, my faith level is, is through the roof. I, 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 I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I am excited. I am so pumped. But I've really made it a priority to praise God before anything else. If you praise God, you don't have to pray that much. You say, I can get out of prayer. It's not, that's not the way it is. Is that when you're in the presence of God, you don't have to say much. Even, even you know, Solomon. Solomon knew a thing or two. He said, he said let your words be few. And so the, the realm of the Spirit is a lot about knowing and recognizing and synchronizing. And then you speak and it happens. Jesus said, vain repetition. Now, praise isn't vain repetition. You can sing a song and sing the same lyric and in five minutes later repeating it, it sounds different because you're ascending like an eagle. You're ascending like an eagle. So, so this, is, this is what God wants us to do. He wants us to celebrate the victory. He wants us to dwell where he is dwelling and that's in our praises. And now, according to Psalm 47, we can pr sing praises with understanding you can talk about the, the, the dramatic Old Testament stories, even Paul and Silas in prison, 
When you really praise God, He turns up and everything changes. When, when you're in the realm of God, He answers prayers you haven't even prayed yet. I'm, I know this for a fact, but we have to give ourselves over to praising Him. And so, so I think our highest priority this year is first is the Holy Ghost, help us, help us, Holy Spirit, and then help me praise the Lord. So what we're going to do is tomorrow night, so Monday night this week, 7 to 8.30, this will be open. Access it through the foyer, not through the front, through the foyer. No one's leading worship. We're going to have a playlist. Coming through that door, find a place, start to minister to the Lord. We're not going to, this is not milk toast, hand-holding, wet nurse, baby stuff. You're going to use this open heaven portal in this building to praise the Lord and there's going to be different songs. You might not like them. What if they do choose songs I don't like? Well, sing in tongues. Praise, just praise his name. Just thank him. So that's going to happen from tomorrow night. The following week, it'll be Monday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday. It just gives us a little bit of time to get our ducks in a row. I have been running this church for 15 years. I've never felt in a, re- a release in the spirit to do it, ever. And the Lord said this year, my people are going to meet with me. Who's excited? They're going to meet with me. They're going to meet with me. And not doctrinally. See, the Word of God's important and doctrine's important, but it's got to drop in the heart so it's converted to spirit power. Not just like, yes, I know the answer to that, but my life's in the crapper. It's got to carry power and authority. So what we can do, and I'm going to give you, just before I sign off and get the band back up in a second, is this, Shibidi, what do we got here? All right, down, down. Okay, wonderful, wunderbar. Okay. It's going to be a muscle that some of us are going to have to build. And you're going to like this. Well, I, I've engaged this, and you, you know, you start off like this. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. 30 seconds later, I'm bored and I've run out of ideas. Okay. Be surprised if people get just give me the brass tacks. Okay. I would, start by, I would start by thanking God for the things you have in your life, like you are able-bodied, okay? That you have relative freedom of choice, that you're saved, that your name's on the Lamb's Book of Life. Did you know that, 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 that when, I, uh, um, when I was 28, I listened to Divine Revelation of Hell. I gave it to Adam. And Adam ran off copies and gave them to everyone he knows. And everyone goes, they listen to it and go, why'd you give that to me? And people took it personally. You think I'm going to like that? You go, no, 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 everyone needs to hear this. So I listen, it's just legit, legit. I, I listen to it and I'm like, it, it, it just it hit me here, right? And you know what? Do you know what happened? I became incredibly, overwhelmingly grateful for my salvation. I'm like, Jesus, thank you so much. If I am a total loser for the rest of my life, no one comment, please. I, if I am a total loser, I get eternal life with you. What the heck? How amazing is that? You win. That should be, David said, restore unto me the joy of my salvation. 
And we don't, we don't, we don't rejoice in our salvation. We go, oh, I don't have this. I need breaks. You've missed it. Jesus took fishes and loaves. Father, that great. It's flipping thousands here. I'm just going to view heavy. I need breakthrough. Do you know what he did? He thanked God for what he had. He thanked God for what he had. When you thank God for what you have, he opens the door, it opens the door for more. So you start thanking. Can you imagine, can you imagine Jesus going, well, I need breakthrough. You, well, look at the fine mess. I don't know, what if this doesn't anything like this? No, he just lifts it to heaven. He says, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. And then supernatural, a, a spatial miracle, spatial provisional miracle started taking place. Can you imagine one of those disciples and then all of a sudden, you know, flipping after this, going, I might buy a Baker's Delight franchise, you know? It just kept coming out of their hand. They, they had 12 fragments, baskets full, like, you know, sort of like giant baskets of croutons. <laughs> like just, and I don't know, the fish would have been interesting. But anyway, and it's like we're talking hectic. So you start by doing that. You start by doing that. Also, thank God for, for, for the word. Do you know what I do? Is that I've actually infused, I mean, you guys hear me quote word all the time. I infuse God's praises in Psalms into my inner world. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. So get Psalms out and start looking. I'm now going back into Psalms. You think I haven't done this before? I've done it many times, but me going in, I'm cutting and pasting and I'm putting them just in one file and I'm looking and meditating and it becomes part. Ask of me and I'll give you the nations. Lord, are you worried at the moment? Says that the Lord, why do the nations rage and plot a vain thing against the Lord and his anointed? So the Lord looks down from heaven and laughs. He will hold them. That's how stressed the Lord is. He's laughing. He's going, ho, 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 like this, more. <laughs> you know, Klaus Schwab, and he's like, oh, no, 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 no. And this is what's actually happening. It's true. It's really, really happening. So you start to build that into your repertoire. Oh, that looks like being grafted into the vine. Abide in me, my words abide in you, and ask whatever you desire should be done for you. I'm the vine, I'm the true vine, you're the branches. You start grafting that on the inside of you. Then what happens is you start off emotive. So, Lord, you know, like, why are you praising the Lord? Because I'm afraid. Okay. And so it's emotive. I want to be delivered. That's okay. Is that true praise and worship? It's a good start. It's called felt need. All those years the Lord called you into the, into the prayer closet to praise him and you didn't because you didn't feel the need. And now everyone's going to feel the need. It's okay. It's a good place to start. You know, if my kids, uh, you know, sucked up to me when they were kids to get a nice Christmas present, I'm okay with that. They're, they're little, little gems. But if they're like that in their 30s, we have a developmental issue. It's the same spiritually. Start off emotive. Let it be transactional. I'm believing for healing. I don't want to die. You know, that's a good motivation. And what happens, it starts off mechanical, but then you start stumbling into the realm where he dwells, and that's your praises. And after a while, it's not transactional. It's not emotive. You start coming into encounter, and now your praise is a reflexive, subconscious reality to what you're encountering. The cherubim are not going, okay, we're around the throne, by faith, we better say the right thing if we want breakthrough. They're not in faith. 
they see him. They are blown, they're face planting. And one of the things that, that um, all the saints adore thee, holy, 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 all the saints adore thee, casting down their golden crowns around the glassy sea. Cherubim and seraphim falling down before thee, who was and is and shall evermore shall be. And they, they, they are now so beholding the center of the multiverse, which is goodness and kindness and love and power, and they are overwhelmed. That's where praise should lead us, into a reflexive dialogue of praise. But we've got to start somewhere. Don't beat yourself up or let the devil beat you up and going, oh, really, we're in a tight fix, you know. Need to get out of this one. Let it, let it happen that way. Two things, and then we'll get the, the uh, get, are they all here? Yep. Okay. Uh, a few days ago, uh, no, about a week ago, I come in here a lot, all right, during the day. And I, I love it in here, I do. And I'll just, I have, I have the speaker going, worship pads playing, and all of a sudden I'm just like, and you can put them on now if you want. Um, I just start praising, I heard the Father say this to me. He said, I love being believed. I love being believed. And now, when Jesus spoke, he says, a voice of many waters, right? It's layered. You know, it actually says in Ephesians that the church would demonstrate the, the, the multifaceted wisdom of God to the principalities and powers. It's not just one thing. It's, it's multidimensional, multilayered, multifaceted, variable. And I knew that he was talking about someone so convinced they give their life to what they believe and it brings historic manifestation. And I know when the Father said, I love being believed, I knew it felt like it seldom happens. People are in agreement. They have right doctrine. They have, you know, whatever ducks in a row they have. But if you believe and not doubt, you command the mountain to be uprooted and cast in the sea. And if you do not doubt in your heart, those things you say will come to pass. You have whatever you say. It's the inner world. So I was out the back before the meeting this morning and I was talking to Courtney. Courtney's part of one of our intercessors and uh, she hears from God and she's, uh, you know, 2020, she's one of those people that's gone to another level. And end of last year, she said, because we go, anyone hear from God, get a dream or a vision or something like this Courtney goes yeah okay so she goes yep yeah, I've got something to share she said I had an encounter where I saw Jesus come back like it's pretty hard to move on alright we'll cover that one later and this is what she said she said it was night time makes sense and she saw Jesus come back and um, you can get the the, the band up if you want. Thank you. Thank you. So she, so, so, sorry. He said, will you get on with this crazy story? All right. So she said, just, Jesus came back. It was at night time. Then she said this. She said that, she goes, Adam, she goes, I knew him. I knew him. You know, it actually says that the Lord is the desire of all nations. Fancy the world having a desire it's not aware of. Fancy that. 
Fancy that. The world having a desire it's not aware of. That's an interesting one. And she's looking and going, I knew him. And then what happened? She said, he was a being of light and it was a night time and he came back. But she said, this is the interesting part. He came back and he landed on the palms of our hands with our hands raised. Isn't that fascinating? A lot of people think they're just going to have to sit down, watch CNN, Clown News Network, and just go, whoa, the signs are getting bad. we just got to watch. Not realising, lift up your heads so your gates, your everlasting doors, so the King of Glory may come in. Do you want God to manifest radically in your life? Put your hand up. If you really want Him, and He says, meet me in, meet me in your praise. Meet me in your praise. Because He came in like this. And what's interesting, because I mean, the prophetic is just genius. When He came into His triumphal entry into Jerusalem, they laid down palms, palm fronds. And now we're putting up our palms to Him. And there's seven major words for praising God in the Old Testament. One of them is purely lifting up hands. When you lift up hands, it's an offering to the Lord, right? So you're like saying, Dad, pick me up. If you do this, you're saying, I want to cuddle. No, I don't know. Um, or lactic acid or laziness, whatever. And so, so, so basically, he's coming back and he comes back. He's manifesting our praise. He's in our praise. This is what we're going to do. I'm going to pray in a second. We do, we do communion at the end. You take it at your leisure, okay? I just feel to do this. I'm going to pray. I'm going to get you guys to stand up in a second. And I want you to offer up a shout of praise at the count of three when I get you to stand up. And then we're going to praise God. We're going to praise God at the end. We have to celebrate the fact that He's one. You think about, you think about everything in your heart. I don't mean whim or impulse. Whether it's to be healed, to find the right life partner, whatever that looks like. Your kids to come to Christ, whatever that looks like. There's a war around that. That's not just a given. But God doesn't want us white knuckle exhaustion all the time, fighting the fight of faith, fighting the fight of faith. See, praise is the language of faith. If we give ourselves over to praise, we actually enter into the faith dimension. So, so, so when we, when we, we're going to sing just two praise songs, and I want you to move. I want you to get up and move. I want you to, like, but it's Sunday afternoon. Fine. Damn the devil. Damn the devil to hell. Adam, Adam and Adrian went to a church, Southern Baptists in America years ago. Woman come up, damn the devil to hell. And it's sort of like this. And she's like, mm, 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 mm. slap the devil. Slap the devil. Like this. If there was a faith attached to it, great. She was slapping the devil. Mm, 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 mm. But at least they're moving. You know, doing the... You know, Taco Tuesday celebration type thing. So, <laughs> slap the devil. But we've actually got to, we've actually got to move and celebrate because everything that's in your heart, there's warfare around it, but we have to celebrate that Jesus wanted at Calvary. Can we do that? Can we do that? I'm going to pray over you that I'm going to get to stand. Countdown. We're going to offer up a shout of praise. Then we're going to get into it, you know, for whatever. Let's see what happens. Holy Spirit, thank You. There is no slumber in this room. We thank You, Lord, for supernatural energy. We thank You for supernatural energy. We thank You that You dwell in our 
praises. We thank You, Lord, this week, Lord, as we launch the tabernacle of David here. We thank You in the Name of Jesus. I thank You for the Spirit of Might, the Spirit of Might manifesting, the Spirit of Might. I thank You, Lord. You've done it before in this church. You'll do it again. People getting healed in praise. People getting healed in worship. People getting healed as they walk in the building. We thank You right now. It says, put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. We thank You. The devil is a liar. He's a loser. He's a worm. He's been defeated. We thank You, Lord, that You sit in the heavens and You laugh. So we bless Your holy Name. We thank You, Jesus. You have already won. You're not going to win. You have already won. And I thank You that You declare the battle is not ours, but the Lord's. The battle is the Lord's. And God dwells in the praises of His people. The battle is the Lord's. Stand your feet if you can. Stand your feet if you can. The battle is the Lord's. And we just thank You for a spirit of praise, a spirit of triumph in this place. And we're going to offer up a shout and clap our hands. It says, sing, shout, make it, make it, clap your hands, make a joyful noise to the Lord on the count of three. One, two, three.